Hey y'all, uh, hope you've been staying safe and healthy since we last saw each other. Uh, in case we haven't met before, I'm Andy. I'm the director of Gathered Life here at the Bridge Montrose. Um, and I'm grateful actually uh, for this month of June, all will be leading us through uh, a, a new teaching series. Uh, we've finished Philippians uh, last month in May. And so, um, yeah, with that, uh, I just want get to get, get into it. Uh, so knowing that we've been stuck in our homes for almost three months at this point, um, I've been thinking about how we usually expect our, our, the places we live, whether it's a house or an apartment, we expect those places to be comfortable, restful, safe places, places that we kind of default to, it's home base, is, you know, that's why that term exists. Uh, but at least for me, for a lot of time throughout these past couple months, being stuck in my house for so long has actually led to the opposite. Um, it's caused me to feel really restless and uncomfortable a lot of the time. And so, uh, I mean, first of all, in, in case you've been feeling similar, similarly, just know that you're not alone. Um, but to me, it kind of begs this question. Why is it that the place I call home doesn't feel like home? On top of that, you know, given everything that's going on in the world and in our country right now, why, why does this country and our world feel so unlike a home? Why does it feel so chaotic and dangerous? Um, the Bible talks about home, but not only in the individual household sense, uh, but in, a, in a, a much wider sense, in terms of a homeland and citizenship. Uh, Philippians 3.20 says, our citizenship is in heaven. And Ephesians 2.19 says that all Christians are, quote, fellow Christians, or sorry, fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So throughout this entire month for this series, we're going to be looking at the lives of, of a few people who embraced their true identity as citizens of God's household, not this earth. Um, and as we'll see, that necessarily means that, in fact, they were exiles on the earth. And that, that term exile, uh, maybe you, we've all heard it before, but just a simple definition that I kind of want to use going forward is someone who is living outside of their homeland, their true homeland. Uh, and I doubt most of us think of that in as a preferable thing of uh, being an exile, uh, because it often has negative connotations as some sort of imposed punishment. Uh, but my hope is that as we turn to God's word, uh, we see how he's called us to a life of earthly exile. Um, that is actually much richer and more hopeful than a life where we treat this world and this life as our true home. So I want to pray and we'll get started. Um, Father God, uh, I just thank you for um, thank you for the breath of life. God, thank you for this moment to um, to really turn to you, turn to your word, um, to turn to your uh, calling for our lives, God. Um, I thank you that um, through so much in just the last few months, God, that you have um, kept us and, and brought us closer together in a way, God, even though we're physically apart. Um, I just thank you that um, we continue to be able to worship you and to, um, to, to really press into what you're calling us into, God, in this season and beyond. Um, so I just pray in this time that uh, just as we study your word um, and study people that were faithful to you, uh, people that have come before us. I pray that uh, you would uh, be working in our hearts and our minds and ultimately our lives, God, uh, that we would respond rightly, faithfully, obediently, um, 
knowing that you are our Father who, who loves us and cares for us and um, has a good plan for us. And so I uh, thank you for uh, this time and we look forward to seeing how you'll work. Uh, pray these things in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. So um, the central passage for this entire month is coming from the New Testament book of Hebrews uh, in chapter 11. Uh, Hebrews 11 is often called the Hall of Faith uh, because it's this chapter dedicated to recognizing and celebrating the faithfulness of ordinary people um, who ended up doing really extraordinary things for God uh, because of their faith in God. And so I'm going to start by reading that, that passage, our central passage for this series, which is found in Hebrews verses 13, uh, uh, sorry, Hebrews 11 verses 13 to 16. And just for some context before I read it, um, in, in the verses leading up to 13 to 16, uh, the faithfulness of several major Old Testament figures has already been described. Some people like um, Abel, Noah, Abraham, and Sarah. So with that, uh, let me read Hebrews 11, uh, verses 13 to 16. <clears throat> These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. And so just to quickly summarize what we're reading in this passage, um, the people whose faith was in God did not receive the fullness of his promises during their earthly lives. Uh, they only got to see and taste from a distance. Uh, but they were fully aware and actually embraced this identity as strangers and exiles on earth. And they did that because their faith made them desire a true homeland, a better country, a heavenly one. So honestly, even though these people at times made very poor, faithless choices at times in their life, uh, God is still proud to be recognized as their God. And so as we go throughout this series, there's three things that I want us to remember uh, throughout. And the first thing is that um, being strangers and exiles on earth means that we have no expectation of feeling completely at home, that we are not going to totally feel comfortable or rested and, or safe in this life. Um, and I honestly think that especially given a, a global pandemic and uh, just the, the, the blight of racism in our country right now, these are really imminent reminders that the dissatisfaction and tension that we experience in this life uh, really points us to the fact that we were meant for a better home. And so the second thing uh, for this series I want, I want us to remember is that life as an exile is sustained by eagerly anticipating a better heavenly homeland. Um, the Greek word for homeland used in verse 14 literally means land of their father. Uh, and so it, it, the people of faith mentioned here, they understood and e eagerly awaited their true home, the land of their father, where they would be in his unbroken presence in heaven. It's a kingdom that has no end, where there will never be death or tears or mourning or pain. 
And so the final thing for our series this month uh, is that like every faithful figure in the Bible, we won't be perfect exiles. We will stumble and fall at times. But in spite of all that, God is still proud to be recognized as God of his faithful children. So um, we're going to spend this month learning how, how it is that some figures of faith live their lives of earthly exile well, actually thriving until they went home to be with God. We're going to see how Moses willingly abandoned the comfort of wealth and power to become an exile. Uh, we're going to see how Daniel adapted without assimilating to his place of exile. And how the early church uh, lived as extravagantly generous, selfless exiles. Uh, but for today, we're going to spend some time looking specifically at the life of Abraham. And so, um, in, the, in the verses bef- just before uh, verses 13 to 16... Um, we actually get a concise description of Abraham's first act of, of faith, and that's in uh, Hebrews 11, verses 8 through 10. So I'm going to read that quickly for us. Hebrews 11, 8 through 10. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. So the two simple things in this in these three verses that are really relevant for us today are these two actions. And it starts with God. And God simply called Abraham. And then Abraham obeyed. And what is it that God called Abraham into? He called Abraham to leave his homeland uh, into a literal exile. Um, And I mean, I'm sure many of us have done this at some point in our lives, but to, to to leave home is no easy thing. And on top of that, to leave your home simply because someone else asks is no easy thing. If you've ever had to make a move like that from your hometown where you know, most of your family and friends are, you, you'd probably be able to imagine the amount, the mix, this weird mixture of, of sadness and uncertainty and even nervous excitement, but often fear that can come with that sort of move. Going into a place where you know nobody and you're unfamiliar with the physical lay of the land, um, to willingly and readily leave your home is an act of insane faith. Abraham willingly made that made that step of faith. He willingly went into unknown foreign lands, not knowing what dangers or obstacles or challenges he would face. Um, he left behind everything that was comfortable, familiar, and safe. Um, so I think that begs the question, how, how did he do it? The only way Abraham was able to obey such a daunting task was by faith. What Abraham did was he took God at his word. And so his trust in God's plan and promises, aka faith, uh, enabled Abraham to obey God's command to leave his home and become an exile on earth. So from Abraham, what we can learn for for the, the first principle of thriving as an earthly exile is trusting God's plan and then obeying his command to enter into exile.
I sincerely believe that the only way we can actually thrive in this life is to have steadfast obedience to God's call into a life of exile on this earth. And that might feel really counterintuitive because being in exile is intrinsically a hard thing. It means being uncomfortable, being unsafe, and often unpopular and unwelcomed. Enduring obedience as exiles is possible only because we can be completely certain of God's faithfulness to his promises, even more than we can be certain that our own faith will ebb and flow throughout our life. So to be more specific, what is it that God promises each and every one of us as his faithful children? I think some of the, some of the important promises in, in light of this is he will never leave or forsake us. His love endures forever. And he makes all things work together for the good of those who love him. It's because of these promises, of which we can be more certain than anything else in life, that God has given us the power to obey such a crazy, crazy command to willingly enter into exile in this life. So maybe as you've been listening, this, this all sounds completely strange and crazy, and honestly, I, that's a totally reasonable perspective. It is crazy. But realize that God has done something crazier. God has allowed his innocent son, Jesus, to undeservedly die for us undeserving sinners. Or sorry, for us deserving sinners. Uh, Jesus, who is God in the form of man, humbled himself and willingly entered into earthly exile simply so that he could save us from ourselves, from the enemy, and bring us back to our Father in heaven. How wonderful is God for doing such a thing for us? You know, I, I hope, as, as I've, I've been saying these things, that, that you hear and feel God's invitation into an eternal life in a better heavenly homeland with him. And that can begin now by placing your faith in Jesus as Lord of your life and Savior from your sin. Um, so I, I, I really encourage you and invite you to spend time uh, trying, to, trying to pray and connect with God and, and listening to what he might have, have to say for you. So uh, just the, to, to summarize and to remember as we continue moving forward this month, the, the main thing we can learn from Abraham about what it looks like to live well this life of exile is by faith, uh, trusting in God's plan and promises. Um, that gives us the power to obey such a difficult yet necessary call out of our homelands and into lives of exile. Um, and really, this can only be possible with a confidence that God will be true to his promises of these blessings. So before, before you all spend any time in discussion with your house churches, uh, I invite you all to spend time just personally reflecting uh, what exactly God has called you to by calling you into exile. And I want to uh, ask yourself, what might be hindering me from trusting God's plan or his promises? Uh, or what might be hindering me from steadfastly obeying his call out of my comfort and security? Uh, and so when you do gather as, as your house churches, um, over Zoom or in person, 
I, I just pray and uh, I just pray that God will enlighten and empower y'all to boldly share what it is that God reveals to you, uh, and to really commit to one another, to walk alongside each other in this life, um, taking each step uh, of of this earthly exile together. Um, so let me pray for us. Uh, Father God, um, God, I thank you that you are true to your word, God, that your plan is good, that your promises are powerful and better than anything we could design for ourselves. Uh, God, I thank you that you bring us into something that is so much greater than ourselves, um, that, that you call us into this life of exile um, because you have a better heavenly homeland for us. God, I pray that um, we would live with eager anticipation, that we would be sustained by eager anticipation of that better heavenly homeland, God. But in the meantime, God, I know that you give us the power, the confidence, the faithfulness to thrive in this life as exiles. Uh, God, I pray that um, you would give us the the love and the considerate the consideration to walk side by side with one another, knowing that we don't have to do this alone. Uh, God, that um, you have modeled uh, this for us through Jesus um, and that we can look to one another, God, as, as little pictures of Jesus as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, God, I pray that you would just continue uh, to open hearts and minds and that you would uh, embolden us to take these steps of faith uh, not by our own strength, but by a confidence in your, your promises, God, and your faithfulness. Um, so, God, I just thank you for this time and pray these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. I love you guys, and uh, see you next week. Bye.